Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Let's get to Rugby League World Cup games. England versus Samoa. Guru, give me your thoughts, mate. Yeah, uh, I don't know about you boys, but I'm going to put my hand up here. I uh, I underestimated this English team uh, unbelievably, to be honest with you. I, I thought Samoa would get the job done here. Uh, to see them get done in the fashion they did, it, it was it was crazy. Um, and, you know, it, we, we look back at it now and we go, okay, it was, it's been playing in England. They're the home nation. They've added Victor Radley. There's all these things that point to... They should have been successful, but to score sixty points, uh, crazy! I, I don't know how Samoa are going to bounce back from this. In the in the last twelve minutes, it was twenty eight nil. That is just crazy. I I, I couldn't believe um, what I was watching. The um, the young fellow from England, Jack Wellsby. I haven't seen him play before. Fuck, he's a talent, isn't he, Timmy? He's a gun, mate. Yeah, and it's said twenty one year old. He's won I think three three Super League titles for yep. St Helens, back to back to back. Uh, his first one, I think, it was eighteen or nineteen, and he scored the match winner an extra time for them. And he was he was exceptional on the weekend. And I think a lot of the pressure going into the World Cup for England was, you know, do, do they have the firepower? Do they have the flair to to compete with the best of the best? They, as Kempi mentioned earlier, they started underdogs in this game remarkably. Uh, and he and and Georgie Williams were were fa- phenomenal in this game. Um, England completed at 90%. They played pretty high percentage footy, nothing nothing too expansive. And, geez, it, it, it's given a really big rethink of the entire tournament. Within 80 minutes of it, I think everyone was second-guessing themselves and their predictions from, from before the tournament. Yeah, look, England, I think that they I think they read the media. I think they listened to, and including guys like us. Now, look, I'm pretty sure we still had them as favourites. Again, apologies if I'm wrong but absolutely didn't think that they would be looking this good. I would actually say, out of all the games I've watched, they were easily the most cohesive side, easily. Um, As you brought up, Timmy, they completed at 90%, which is the highest completion of any side um, so far by a substantial margin. They were absolutely outstanding. And it's going to be interesting because right now, put it this way, right now, if the grand final was played like that game just before, I'd have to say they, they might win it due to the cohesion of the game. I, I think that it's going to take time for New Zealand and Australia to slowly gel things together. But I, I wonder whether it's, – it's interesting because Australia and New Zealand have played together arguably just as much as England. But I just think that there was something about that English side as if they'd been playing together for, for a very long time. And so I don't know whether that – the, they've been doing a lot of, um, I don't know, communicating a lot by during the Super League season, or I'm not sure, but they looked easily the most cohesive. 
and just just like little things watching like there's so many years where you go okay England their forward pack probably world class back line maybe not so much their back five were absolutely outstanding and I, I'd make even make the argument that their back five was probably the best back five of the weekend so far um, Sam Tompkins he's always a threat really really interesting Tom Mackison a try, try, assist, really strong ball carrying. What's really interesting is you would have easily looked at that Samoa side and said, that back five is going to absolutely dominate this England side because that back five is like probably the best back five. Well, you could make the argument that the best back five in the comp. I still think Australia probably have it. But when you've got Tango, To'o, Suwali'i, um, you've got, uh, who was the other? Crichton. Stephen you know what I mean? Crichton, We're talking yeah. about yeah, we're talking about the premier back-to-back premiership backlight. Um, outside, obviously, Dylan Edwards, but you put Suoliti in there and you, you, a lot of people would, you know, I know Edwards had the year of the, his life, but a lot of people would probably pick Suoliti before him. You know, I, I, obviously, Edwards' experience would get him ahead. But again, we're talking about Suoliti here. So I, I, I will say I absolutely underestimated England. They look fantastic. Callum Watkins, if I'm a club that needs a centre, in the NRL, I am absolutely chasing this guy. He's big, he's powerful. You know, Herbie was really good, but I thought, like, Herbie and Callum were both fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But I thought Callum Watkins was was outstanding, absolutely outstanding. Jake Wellsby, very, very talented kid. I'll be surprised if there aren't NRL clubs looking at trying to get him across. Now, don't, don't if you're an NRL club and you don't have a seven, don't even bother. You need you, he, he seems like a player that needs a dominant seven. George Williams, it's it's almost a you when you see him play like that. Now, by all reports, he's had a, a rather quiet season, but then you see him play like that, and you go, "This bloke should be in the NRL." Like, okay, you've got Anthony Milford and you've got Law on the other side. Anthony Milford has been has has a great career. Last few years, not so great. But if you ever needed evidence that you need a proper seven, go and watch England versus Samoa because George Williams directed the team around the park, got him to the right spots. And yet Anthony Milford, although he's not a six, you would say, okay, on paper, you'd probably take Anthony Milford over George Williams if you looked at their career. But George Williams is a genuine seven. And look at the difference. He was absolutely outstanding. So hats off to England. They they reacted unbelievably well to all the not not negative media but i just think that i think we mentioned it before guru we just don't watch the super league so it's very hard to make a judgment on on how good these players are but i tell you what the only thing that you put it this way right now with their cohesiveness if new zealand and australia don't get it together in their cohesiveness england are a chance now if england sorry if australia and new zealand get it together in their cohesiveness I think it'd still be a good game, but I think that they've just got a bit too much firepower to beat England. But right now, I think they're the most, they look the most, They honestly, they looked as cohesive as a club side that has been together for a while. Really exciting times for England. The one that I really enjoyed was seeing Sam Tompkins. I mean, he has been over there for so long in England, playing unbelievable football for so long. And I think down here in Australia, we saw such a brief little snippet of him at the Warriors. And, you know, he, he was nothing like what I thought he'd be at the Warriors, but... 
there's been a lot of guys that have gone to the New Zealand Warriors and have underachieved over time. That there's no, you know, there's no doubting that. I think down yeah, here no. we sort of we get the wrong impression of this guy because he has been so dominant over there for so long. I think he's played rugby union as well for England. I, I, I'm pretty sure he's a dual international. So to see him as captain and hopefully they can be really successful this year because I think a lot of people down here have the complete wrong understanding of, of the sort of footballer this guy is. Oh, I totally agree. I totally agree. And, you know, all jokes aside, obviously, you know, even myself struggled over the Warriors, not even as if I'm better than Tompkins, but like, you know, when I was at Warriors, I struggled. Um, so sometimes it's just the club, honestly, just the club you're at, or sometimes it's the type of footy or it's assistance or whatever. Um, Tompkins was outstanding, but Victor Radley, we said he would add a lot to this side. Oh, my God. He was just – he was he was as influential as Isaiah Yo is for the Penrith Panthers. He was the glue in the middle. He, he took them from a side that usually struggles to have that little cream on the top around the middle and be able to move the ball to the edges when they need to, to a side that – it's the best I've seen England look in – honestly, I, I can't remember the last time they looked this good. Timmy? Yeah, I think just quickly touching on George Williams, and uh, I know it's a World Cup podcast, but you've, you've got to take every chance you can to wrap the Canberra Raiders. And <laughs> and uh, as a Canberra fan at the time, I was sort of concerned about George coming in as he came in as more of a, a ball running five eight when he landed at the Raiders. And there was a few concerns about him alongside Jack White and who directs the team and how this is going to work. Now they were fortunate they had another Englishman in Josh Hodgson who sort of ran the show for them, but. I think that fast-forwarded his evolution as a halfback, which we saw uh, the reward that's come out of it in one game against Samoa on the weekend. And he was a really good controlling half, which uh, I don't think was probably an aspect of his game a couple of years ago. But he really... That was my one query, or one of a few queries, going into England, going into the World Cup, was do they have that number seven to get them around the park? We know how good George is with ball in hand in his running game. Um, but, but he was phenomenal. And, and now, you know, that's a... A big green tick for me for them going forward. And, yeah, I just think England, they gave a real good shake. Um, the entire side. There was one try at the end there. I think Milford just come back on from his sin bin. Uh, and it was the Mackinson down the sideline, threw it back into Elliot Whitehead. And it summed up the entire game for me. I know it was late in the game. I know Samoa were gassed. But there was about five pommies queuing up to score that try. They were just wanted every little piece of that game. And Samoa just had their hands on their hips going, get us out of here. So, yeah, encouraging signs for the Poms. Yeah, absolutely. And, and a lot of people will say, oh, you know, they lost a man, all that kind of stuff. You look, I'm sorry, but I felt like England were dominant from the very first minute. Yeah. I really did. I, I thought they were – I just – when you look at the Samoa side and you look at the England side, I think it's it's such – you go, okay, here is a side that clearly is, clearly is all on board with the coaching plan. There's systems in place that they're all believing in. Then you look at the, the Samoa side and you're going – these guys aren't on the same page. They've got no direction. They've got all this talent, but nowhere to direct it towards. Um, uh, well, uh, let's, I, I guess just quickly, let's talk about Samoa, or not just quickly. Look, I, as we said earlier in this podcast, guys, I am more than willing in a while, in six months or at the end of the World Cup or whatever, to put my hand up and say, I got it wrong. And and I think we all are. And I don't, this, I don't mean it's disrespectful to anyone in the Samoan admin or whatever, but I personally think they need a massive overhaul up top. I, I This isn't – a lot of people go, oh, okay, it's the first game of the World Cup and, you know, we're, we're building into things. Some of have been disappointing for years now, for years. 
And it isn't because of the talent. Their talent is fucking unbelievable. Uh, I, I personally believe that there can no longer be, oh, yeah, yeah, we're just building towards, we're building towards this. Now, look, again, apologies if there's people in the admin that have, haven't been there for long or they've just come in, but the head coach has been there for a while now. Um, and so, personally, it's just not working. Uh, you no, know, if they get beat by England, I don't think anyone has an issue by that. But them to get 60 put on them with the side that they have is unacceptable, in my opinion. Um, you know, I, I just think that I personally think they need an overhaul. Happy to put if they pull it all together and they go well in the World Cup, I'll put my hand up, go boom, got it wrong. Apologies, you got it right. You're the winner. But right now, I think they need an overhaul uh, in regards to coaching stuff. Uh, well, just in regards to the whole system. Apologies. And I mean, mate, it wasn't that long ago that we had Maddie and Andrew Johns putting their hands up to coach this side. I'm sorry, do they concede sixty if he's if those two are coaching? Oh, I personally don't and, think there's a world where they do. And Sonny Bill was oh, a part of the coaching staff. Mate, it's a completely different story. I mean, it's it's been, you know, the worst kept secret in rugby league for a long time that you know the players don't, you know, get along with the coaching or agree with what's going on there. And I think the other day was so evident. Uh, they've got two state of origin superstars running out in the front row. They got belted through the middle. I don't understand how that happens. Uh, it's when you look at that forward pack in that team, this is unthinkable. The score, and I know they lost a player or whatever, sixty points with a team that was what a dollar fifty favourites. I I think they need an overhaul. I really do. I think the time has come. Like obviously they can't make that decision now, but I think that. There cannot be any more of this. Oh, yeah, we're building towards something. What building has been done over the last three or four years for Samoa? They're in the same position they were, but they've got a squad full of absolute superstars. Timmy, your thoughts? Yeah, just just first, it was the ramifications for this game of football were there to set up the entire World Cup. If England lose, they're likely playing Tonga in first week of the knockout stage, and they the host could have gone out in straight sets, which would have been... Very detrimental to, I think, the whole World Cup. Samoa, now that they've lost it, that means they now will take on Tonga. And just the manner of the defeat means they're now going to have two games to find their groove before that clash, likely clash against Tonga, where they'll play France and Greece. Like, How much momentum can you get from those games? Had they lost in a tight one and then they'd gone and put a score on France and Greece, then went to the, the quarterfinal against Tonga, you'd be going... All right, yeah, they can build on it, they can build. But as Guru said, I'm not really sure how they come back from this one. And uh, to touch on your point, Kempi, about just the the in-house stuff and an overhaul, they've had a few excuses over the years uh, on field and and team list being solid without being great. Um, And, you know, you can point a few fingers at the in-house, off-field sort of stuff. But the side they ran out with on the weekend was exceptional. And now it's really hard not to point a few fingers uh, at the in-house because... The team that ran out was probably as cohesive as what as any other sort of side in the World Cup because they had half of the Penrith squad there, particularly all on one edge. Uh, and and to, to dish out that, I'd, oh, I don't know what's going on, mate. That was crook. Could you imagine being one of these young Greece front rowers? Next Monday, they have to play this Samoan side, <laughs> taking on Junior and Josh after getting their pants pulled down like that. You'd be terrified, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate. And, and that's the thing. Like, these players are proven players. So you... you you can't sit here and go, oh, well, it's, it's purely the players' fault. Now, obviously, the players need to go out and play well. But these guys have proven it year after year how good they are. 
unfortunately at the moment there just has been no evidence from you know leadership of of Samoa um, that they are the right go- job like t- tell me over the last three or four years when you've ever gone oh I guess Samoa's they're they're really improving like I, I can't remember it and I, again I'm sorry if I if there's a game that there is but I, I can't remember it I feel like over the last four or five years, every other team has been just steadily improving outside of Tonga, who have just exploded, obviously. But Samoa, you constantly look at their side and go, oh, yeah, they're getting better, they're getting better. But every time they they step onto the field, you've got to ask, are they actually getting better or are they getting worse? Well, this was meant to be be their time. And you look at games we get to shortly, but... Fiji, who were really impressive against Australia. Lebanon, who were really good uh, in their clash against New Zealand. Samoa were the ones that were like, they have no excuses. This is their time to make, to make a scene at the World Cup. Uh, and they were the biggest disappointments of all of them. Guys, I am more impressed with Lebanon oh, 100%. than I was with... Like, think about this, guys. Lebanon. We're talking about a, a, a country that barely plays rugby league, has what? Two or three NRL players, Adam Dewey, Mitchell Moses, Mansour. That's about it. Yeah, and I mean, if, and if we, you could have picked their best front rower, it would have been Twole and he wasn't available. Mm. So like, they're, they're not even at full strength with what they've got. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. And they were more impressive than than Samoa. Now, they're just... And, and what's crazy as well is New Zealand is a much better side on paper than England is, in my opinion. So Fiji, we, we spoke about Fiji. We actually said Fiji looks like they've made more progress over the last few years. I'm sorry, but like, like I, I think Samoa need an overhaul. I really do. I, I think they they may have made the wrong call, whether it's Maddie, Andrew, you know, Sonny or something. But unfortunately... I think they may have made the wrong call because I can't see any evidence of improvement, even though their squad is freaking stacked, stacked. I mean, you've got guys like this is this is coming off the bench: Spencer Lenu, Martin Tapao, Tuolangi. Like, what are we talking about here? Yeah. Oh, oh my, like, yeah, and I, yeah, I don't know. As I said, you, you, obviously the players have to have responsibility. There's no denying that they absolutely. Could have been better. They should have made the errors that they made. I think they completed at a really low rate. They completed at 72%, which isn't shocking, but it's definitely not great. You know, so I don't want to excuse the players at all here. They they didn't play the way they should play, but I think that getting beaten by 60, something's got to change. Has Milf copped a suspension for that late shot? I, I would assume he will. Yeah, it was yeah, pretty bad. But you've also got Hamiso's injured. You've got um, Hamlin Willow's injured. You've got Tyrone May's injured as well. So they've got to find guys to fill those gaps with now. With two, so, with two soft games coming up, I assume Chanel Harris-Tavita probably comes into the side at halfback. Is, yeah. You know, there was a lot riding on, on MILF, unfortunately, because we knew that they had the elements to be a very successful team, but that organising halfback was probably... 
you know, it was the pressure spot for S- Samoa and Milf didn't have a great game. Uh, he now has Harris Tabita, who's a solid enough halfback. Again, probably not your traditional organising half that they're after, but he's a very good defender. Milf missed a couple of ordinary tackles in that game. Uh, and definitely not Milf's fault. They lost by that margin, but he didn't help the cause. So with two soft games coming up, if Harris Tabita comes in and plays well, Milf might not start a game uh, for the rest of the World Cup. Could be wrong, but it, it wouldn't surprise me. Well, you'd have to think with Tyron May out now, he will stay in the side somewhere. Yeah. One of them will be the yeah. 14 or not. Do, do you do you consider, I know he's not a 7, but do you shift Jerome Lewis to 7 and hand him the keys potentially? See, I probably would have gone with that originally. Yeah. I think Lewis is closer to a 7 than Milford, especially with like, you know, Milford, This we have tried this. How many years have we tried this? Seriously, how many years have we tried this with Milford? He is not an organising Seven, like I wouldn't have made the, ch- I would not have made that selection if I was a coach, because I would have been like, okay, Luai might not be a seven, but we don't really have as much evidence that he isn't a seven. Whereas Milford, it's like, it's there, it's like it's year in, year in, year out. At least with Luai, we're going to, with a guy that has a lot of form coming into seven. Now, don't get me wrong, Luai didn't play the best either, but. Oh man, I just it's frustrating because I'm excited as anything for Samoa. And look, the positive for Samoa is is regardless of result, you cannot deny that they have a squad to move forward. It's right there. They've got the ingredients. Now it's just finding that last ingredient in regards to team cohesion and and you know they should be able to work it out. But surely they got a Samoa and seven that, you know, maybe he's not the flashiest, but he can get him around the park. And that's the scariest thing. When you put it in a vacuum, you go, okay, the fullback is, in my opinion, a first-choice Australian winger. You've got two centres that won a premiership a few weeks ago. You've got, in my opinion, the best winger in rugby league, Brian Toto. You've got a 5'8 that's won back-to-back premierships. You've got two state-of-origin front rowers. How much better is it? Like, this is the best it has ever been for Samoa, and they're still incredibly disappointing. I hope they can turn it around, but fuck, I'm nervous about it. Yeah, I agree, Guru. It's and and the people that they're playing coming up, like they're not the strongest. So it's like where do you, you don't really get that much confidence out of it. So look, as I said, I am more than willing to put my hand up in two, three, four weeks time and go, I got it wrong, and they 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 were just didn't have a, a warm up match, and they were just lacking a bit of cohesion. But at the moment, when I look at it, I just I don't see any progress. They look like the same Samoa side that I was watching four or five years ago. Um, yeah, like, you know, you could even make the argument sometimes they played better three or four years ago. Um, so, yeah, look, uh, and, you know, look, for our Samoan fans listening, we want Samoa to be good. We want them to be good because it's, we love the players there. They bring so much to the NRL. But unfortunately, we've got to call it like we see it. We can't we can't sit and be like, oh, you know, it's all, you know, they tough game. They'll be back next week. 60 points. 60 points. It's just... It's tough. It's really tough for how good they are.